five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday on this 13th anniversary of 9-11. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. 8 a.m. Two routine flights roar off the runways in Boston. Both 767s, their bellies full of fuel, their cabins more empty than filled. Flight 11 ascends westward on radar. Suddenly, its identity disappears. Its transponder shut off. The nameless blip abandons its course. Controllers on the ground report a radio pop from the cockpit. Then another. A voice threatens the pilot. Ground control puts out the alert to nearby planes. Give this rogue aircraft room. The rogue blip approaches New York City. Closer and lower. Then, gone. The second jet then veers suddenly, circling back toward the city. A man inside, huddling with his wife and young daughter, calls his father one last time. The plane is going down. 8.45 a.m., rush hour at the apex of New York City. Bankers, brokers, businessmen and women, tens of thousands of people make their way through the financial district. Business as usual, until... Apparently, a plane has just crashed into the World Trade Center here in New York City. It happened just a few moments ago, apparently. We have very little information available. It's quite terrifying. I'm in shock right now. It's mind-boggling, and it was terrifying. Oh, another one just hit. Something else just hit. A very large plane just flew directly over my building, and there's been another collision. Can you see it? I can see it on the shot. A second airplane, a 727, just ran into the building. Horrific live pictures flicker on morning TV shows from coast to coast. Radio stations stop the music. A nation witnesses the nightmare together. This is a vicious, unprovoked, horrible attack on innocent uh, men, women, and children. It's one of the most heinous acts, certainly in, in, in world history. Freedom itself was attacked this morning by a faceless coward. And freedom will be defended. I want to reassure the American people that the full resources of the federal government are working to assist local authorities to save lives and to help the victims of these attacks.
Oh, 
Stop it. 
Thank <laughs> you. 
JM in the AM. Good morning. Welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world in the web, jmtheam.org, around the world on the NSN app where people continue to comment. I'm reading directly from a comment here on the app that says, um, the app is great. Listening quality is real nice. Also works in areas where signal is not the greatest. So thank you to everybody who uses the NSN app to listen in to us every single day. It is much appreciated. Today is 9-11. Today is the 13th anniversary on this Thursday of uh, what happened on September the 11th of 2001. We, um, we extend our uh, sympathies and our and our wishes to um, all the families that suffered on that day, and to an extent all of the residents of New York and New Jersey and so many other areas that suffered on that day and beyond, and of course all residents of this country who, if they have any love and patriotism for where they live and where their roots are, have suffered to a degree since that day, and of course to the NYPD and uh, Fire Department of New York, the FDNY, who still continue to suffer on this day. Uh, I am sure even 13 years later, those who are who are veterans or those who are on the younger end of the uh, of the police and fire forces remember their colleagues with uh, great fondness and with tremendous emotion on this day. J.M. and the A.M. with um, Yaakov Shweki and Kolot, you heard Yehuda Green with Ka Echsov, the medley done by Shlemi Daskal, Eitan Katz with Shomer Yisrael, Regesh Modani opening things up on this uh, 16th day in the month of Elul. 68 degrees, isolated thunderstorms, a high temperature of 88. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low of 60. Tomorrow, sunshine, high temperature of 76 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 86. Tel Aviv, Haifa at 84. A lot at 95 degrees. We're at 68 here on a... Thursday at JM in the AM. We actually were pursuing a really uh, interesting guest on this 13th anniversary of 9-11 when they were not available today, as most interesting guests uh, when it comes to 9-11 are not available today since they're doing a million other types of interviews, lectures, and media appearances. So I propose that maybe we speak with them on the 23rd of Elul, which is the yard site of um, those who perished on 9-11. So that would be on the, uh, well, that would actually be Thursday when we have our live presentation being done in Teaneck. So maybe we'll try for the day before and, um, and present that conversation from somebody who was uh, lucky enough to have survived that horrific day 13 years ago. We'll figure that out, get it on the schedule, hopefully, and, uh, speak more about what happened 13 years ago. J.M. in the A.M. at the 20 minutes before 7 o'clock. I uh, thank you for joining us. We uh, oh I I didn't even uh, put into our playlist the uh, the song that started it all after uh, the Regesh Modani this morning was that Shoresh selection entitled Kola Olam Kula, which incorporates the um, the sounds the audio of 9/11. Some of the newscasts, some of the reaction of the people who were eyewitnesses right there on the spot 
just over the river from us at Ground Zero. And that was done by Shoresh, and that was an appropriate way to kick off our programming this morning at JM in the AM. Uh, Jay Booksbaum is going to be joining us. Rosh Hashanah is fast approaching. We'll talk about that with a very special guest that he has lined up from Israel. There's nothing like talking about buying Israel. We've been doing a lot of that this week, and we have yet another representative from that uh, from that amazing genre of Israeli wineries uh, coming up later on in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. And plenty more. I mentioned that a week from today we'll be actually celebrating <clears throat> in our pre-Rosh Hashanah celebration at Cedar Market on Cedar Lane in Teaneck, New Jersey. It is now confirmed, and I now can announce, that Simcha Liner will be our special live um, guest that morning on JM in the AM, which means we are going to have an amazing show, as we always do, and on top of that, it will be even more amazing with great live music with Simcha Liner. Uh, we will have uh, music provided by uh, Aaron Teitelbaum and the Aaron Teitelbaum Orchestra, and I thank him for that. It is his uh, New Year's gift to this amazing audience. And uh, Simcha Liner, he is also giving us an amazing gift with uh, a live performance next Thursday. So join us for that on Cedar Lane, 646 Cedar Lane, early in the morning. And, of course, you'll hear it on your radio right here at JM in the AM. A lot of great programming today. You know, third, we, we take every day seriously, but there's something extra special about Thursday when it comes to the uh, Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, Ice Bucket Challenge with uh, Miriam L. Wallach. That's going to be happening during her show today. Uh, Charlie Harari with his brand-new show, The Boardroom, coming up after JM in the AM. The Stunt Show is hosted by Gorf, which means it's going to be something original and really cool, as you know. And, of course, I'll do the live lunch, and there'll be other great programming all through the day. Make sure to stay tuned in to jmtheam.org and the NSN app throughout the entire day. You will not regret it. The President of the United States spoke yesterday. There will be plenty to analyze, that's for sure. Uh, Malcolm Holmline will help us do that tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Oh, 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 oh,
Mamin, that's Regesh. Unbelievable. Oh, sorry about that. Unbelievable. That was a, uh, that was a, um, selection off of their, uh, Yisoda Hasidus CD. Thursday morning, JM in the AM. Yesterday, I was handed this, uh, this, um, 
CD entitled Zmirot Ahavit. Zmirot Ahavit. I bo- uh, oh, no. Zmirot <laughs> Mahavit. Zmirot Mehabayit. There you go. <laughs> you think I know how to read Hebrew. Zmirot Mehabayit, which is uh, a brand new double CD done by Moshe Yitzhak Margalit. And uh, we were asked to toss this on the air, and I said, of course, in honor of Shabbos. We, in fact, will uh, toss it on the air. So this is the the, the Dror Yikra uh, from the double CD entitled Zmirot Me'abayit. It's Moshe Yitzchak Margalit at JM in the AM. <laughs> Excuse me. Zmirot Mehabayit. Moshe Yitzchak Margalit. A brand new double CD handed to us yesterday with a whole bunch of amazing uh, Shabbos selections uh, on that. Two minutes before 7 o'clock in the morning. It's JM in the AM. The um, lineup has been set, as the expression goes, for the big pre-Rosh Hashanah New Year's celebration that we're going to have at uh, Cedar Market next Thursday. And uh, we told you it would be a great performer, somebody who would be uh, very exciting for our audience. And sure enough, Simcha Liner, Simcha Liner is going to be um, our star performer live from Cedar Market next Thursday. He'll do some selections for us live and celebrate the brand new year with us. I thank Simcha Liner for that. 
And I thank Aaron Teitelbaum, who's going to be providing the music. He says that uh, one of the best one-man bands on earth will be with us that Thursday. So thank you, Aaron Teitelbaum. His uh, Rosh Hashanah New Year's gift to this amazing audience. And we're looking forward to a great morning a week from today, Thursday at 646 Cedar Lane in Teaneck, New Jersey. On this 13th anniversary of 9-11, I uh, thank all of you for tuning in. I remind you, tomorrow we'll be able to analyze the events of this week with Malcolm Honline, 740 tomorrow morning right here at JM and the AM. I also remind you that the Israel Real Estate Show is coming up. The real estate exhibition in New York City takes place this Sunday from 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. and Monday from 3 p.m. until 7 p.m. at the Grand Hyatt New York Hotel, 109 East 42nd Street in New York City. It's free entry. It's an amazing opportunity to meet probably 20 different um, brokers and explore basically every city you'd ever want to consider in Israel. Information at 718-338-6537, 718-338-6537. You could uh, check it out with that number. You could check it out by being there live and in person this coming Sunday or Monday. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world in the web, jmtheam.org. Ground Zero is right across the river from our building. Uh, the beams of light are having a little trouble getting through the clouds today. It is a pretty overcast day. But we remember those who perished <coughs> on September the 11th, 13 years ago, whose yard site is observed on the 23rd of Elul, which would be next Thursday. Don't forget, we have amazing programming on our stream, jmnam.org, all day long, including today, Miriam L. Wallach will do a redo of the Ice Bucket Challenge coming up between 10 and 11 this morning on NahumSiegel.com, on the NSN app. You can hear the whole thing, and we'll post the video afterwards, etc., etc. And this time, hopefully, it'll work well, the video. Galait Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday is next. Boker Tov from JM and the AM. Galait Sal, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, האצן האולימפי קטוע הרגליים אוסקר פיסטוריוס זוקה מאשמת רצח בכוונה תחילה של זוגתו מדווח כתבנו עומר קדרון השופטת בדרום אפריקה נמקה את ההחלטה המפתיעה בחוסר ראיות מספקות לכוונה תחילה בעירי של פיסטוריוס בחברתו ריבה סטינקאמפ לפני כשנה וחצי לדברי השופטת התביעה להוכיחה מעל לכל ספק סביר שכוונותיו של פיסטוריוס היו לרצוח ולא הובאו מספיק עובדות שהתמכו בטענה הזאת בית המשפט עדיין יכול להאשים את האצן בהריגה ולגזור עליו עונש מאסר, נכשל ניסיון של חברי הכנסת החרדים לעקב בחודשיים את הדיונים על חוק מעם אפס. חבר הכנסת משה גפני מיהדות התורה הציע לאנשי משרד האוצר דחייה עד מושב החורף, כשבתמורה יחדלו חברי האופוזיציה מהסתייגויותיהם ויאפשרו הצבעה מהירה עליו. כתבנו ישי שנר מוסר כי אנשיו של לפיד, כמו גם חלק מחברי הקואליציה, סרבו להצעת גפני. לא הגענו להסכמה. אין בעיה, הצבעות היה יכול להיות בתחילת המושב. לא צריך לעשות את הפיליבאסטר שהוא לא ענייני, והוא נותן לדבר דקה, שנעשה דיון רציני. שיבואו נציגי המשרדים, יבואו מומחים שיסבירו את הדברים. לא הסכימו, לא צריך. שר האוצר חושב שהוא מרוויח, הוא רק מפסיד. 
תקציב המדינה יוגש בעוד כמה ימים לאישור, כך אומר שר האוצר. כתבנו רמי שני שמע אותו בכנס תעשיינים בשדרות. בימים הקרובים אנחנו מתכוננים להגיש את תקציב 2015. למעשה התקציב מוכן. יחד עם משרד ראש הממשלה אנחנו מתחבטים עדיין בנושא תקציב הביטחון, אבל גם את זה אנחנו נפתור ונכניס את העניין למוד של עבודה ולסדר יום וללוח זמנים מהודק. זה תקציב שכולו מכוונן למנועי צמיחה. לפיד הוסיף כי משרדו יקדם הקלות בארנונה לתושבי הדרום עקב מבצע צוק איתן. 17 חברים בארגון הפשיעה של אבי רוחן נעצרו היום על ידי בלשי יחידת להב 433 בחשד לעבירות סמים וסחיטה. מעצרם של החשודים התאפשר הודות להפעלת סוכן סמוי והם יובאו בהמשך לדיון בהארכת מעצרם בבית משפט השלום בראשון לציון. יושב ראש מנהלת ליגת העל בכדורגל יורם באומן מגיב על הביקורת על כך שמחירי הכרטיסים החדשים עדיין גבוהים מדי. הוא דיבר בתוכניתנו עושים ספורט עם אלי ישראלי ואפי טריגר. צלצלנו לבעלי הקבוצות ושאלנו אותם מה הם שומעים מהאוהדים שלהם, לא רק איפה האינטרסים שלהם. היום בעלי הקבוצות מבינים, כוחם בא להם מהאוהדים שלהם, כמעט של כל הקבוצות. בהמשך הדרך תפקידנו יהיה להיות יותר בקשר ויותר קשובים לאוהדים מאשר היינו עד כה. מזג האוויר ללא שינוי של ממש, אלה החדשות שעורכים ניצן פישר ועידו דוד כהן.
Shabbos Kodesh. Man has many thoughts, many ideas, which he thinks are best in any given situation. Rabbi Melech teaches us, it's not these ideas that are everlasting. It's those concepts taught to us by Hashem through the Torah. So how do we connect? My Rebbe taught me that the way we connect is through being double and connected to the ways of our The word Eitzah can also be looked at as an abbreviation for Ayin Tzadikir, to the eyes of the righteous and the pathway to us. It's living our lives in the way our Tzadikir be the world. It's through their holy eyes that we can see the world through pure clarity.
JM in the AM, David Stein with Acha Shualti, Nochi Kronban before that with uh, Rabos Machshavos. Uh, did our news from Israel. I want to remind everybody that we've got the news stories up at Nachum Siegel Network, meaning if you go to Facebook and you um, check out our uh, Facebook update page simply entitled Nachum Siegel Network, you'll see some of the latest news stories. President Obama orders an air campaign in Syria. Um, an Israeli uh, Knesset member says that the Prime Minister is the reason that Israel is not in the ISIS coalition. There's a story here that the uh, that Israel will cooperate with the United States in the fight against ISIS. And the New York City mayor says the city will remain a terror target on this uh, 13th anniversary of 9-11. So you can check out those articles. They're posted on the uh, Nahum Siegel Network Facebook update page. If you haven't liked the page yet, make sure to do so. Plenty of stuff going on on our uh, network all day long. Keep it in mind. Uh, we have amazing programming. Thursdays are uh, a very special day. Every day is a special day, but Thursday is really uh, a great day. We've got uh, Charlie Harari on with the boardroom at 9 a.m. right after JM and the AM. He'll speak with Michael Davis, CEO of Plymouth Group, for his In the News segment. Elliot Lassen, HR expert, will be in the productivity segment. He'll also have uh, other business segments, including life bits, management tips, and leadership lessons. So that is a that is a show that's chock full of information. That happens today, right after Jam and the AM, and then Miriam L. Wallach is uh, going to be uh, doing the ice bucket challenge. Yeah, did she do it last week? Yes. We're all witnesses to that. If you happen to be standing on Grand Street today, hopefully the whole world will be witness because there'll be a video that will be released of her doing this redo of the. Uh, Ice Bucket Challenge. Anyway, uh, uh, today, during That's Life, between 10 and 11, uh, you'll get an insider's look into From Foe to Friend and Other Stories by S.Y. Agnon, a brand-new novel, a graphic novel released from Toby Press with well-known Israeli illustrator, caricaturist, and author Shai Kharika, as well as Jeffrey Sachs, an English translator, who will join the program to discuss this exciting new endeavor. Uh, Stuart Gorgi, program director at uh, Yachad, will discuss the Yachad gifts and how you could sweeten the lives of someone you love and someone with special needs all at the same time. And then, Can We Talk? Broadway producer Ellie Landau will schmooze with Miriam L. Wallach about the loss of legendary Joan Rivers and her impact on the world of comedy. And, of course, the redo of the Ice Bucket Challenge with an assist from Ellie Landau. And hopefully we'll get this time. It'll, it'll work this time. And uh, we'll get the evidence on video so you'll be able to see it. Uh, later on today. So pay careful attention to all of our, uh, you know, Facebook profiles, etc. We'll try to get that video up as soon as possible. And you can hear all the proceedings, <clears throat> get to hear all the proceedings between uh, 10 and 11 this morning on our uh, network at uh, jmandtheam.org. I'll do the live lunch. Gorf is on. Stunt show is always great, but when Gorf is on, you know it's going to be uh, something out there, and sure enough, today's stun show at 1 p.m., The World According to Gorf, will dive into Bonnie Schwartz's story of being the second Jewish woman to swing swim the English Channel. What was harder to tolerate, the lung-crushing 59-degree water or the spirit-crushing boat captain who was certain a skinny American Jewish girl from Brooklyn couldn't do it? Tune in and find out. Also, um... Gorf is going to have more of his installments of Torah Me Star Trek. So if you're a Trekkie, you want to make sure to be tuned in. That's between 1 and 2 today, a fresh new stunt show coming up 
uh, on jmandtheam.org. A reminder, Parky Synagogue has a slichos with um, Rabbi Arthur Schneier and Chief Cantor Yitzchak Mayor Helfgott. That's next Saturday night, of course. Uh, they've announced the highlights that are expected in terms of a list of, uh, of selections that must be uh, performed at Slichus. They include the Kusevitsky Ene Kol, the Hirschman Weintraub Shmakolenu, and the Koltglansky Kusevitsky Anenu. Uh, it's all happening at Parky Synagogue. Go to parkysynagogue.org or dial 212-737-6900, 212-737-6900 for details on that. Um, what else do we have here? Someone contacted me yesterday about Achi. Achi is, um, is running a campaign. Achi is running a campaign, um, where they simply want you to, they're calling it the Kli, the Kli campaign by Achi. A Kli is a vessel, right? A, a vessel, a, you know, something that holds other things. Um, and they're ha- they're, they are literally asking people to select a Kli and fill it with Israeli products. They want to see every home have something out, um, you know, on their, uh, on their coffee table, so to speak, that's filled with Israeli products. So this coming Sunday, uh, at Gift World and Candy Castle, they're having a fun-filled Kli launch in Queens where you can select the Kli and fill it with Israeli products at Gift World on Main Street and Candy Castle on Main Street, organized by the Kew Gardens Hills chapter of the American Communities Helping Israel. That's Achi. And then they're going up also on Sunday to New Rochelle at Inspiration Gallery and doing the same thing. You select the Kli, you keep it filled with Israeli products, and you enjoy Israel on your table always. Uh, at the New Rochelle event, there'll be refreshments, a wine-tasting, door prizes, music, and more. 1333 North Avenue, New Rochelle, this coming Sunday. So Aki is doing all that this weekend. Also, I got a communique for those of you who are basketball fans and like following what's going on during the NBA season. You might, uh, you might be inclined to participate in the following, in the following challenge. Uh, I spoke with Jason Katz yesterday and he told me that United Hatzalah of Israel is partnering with the New York Knicks star Amare Stoudemire during the upcoming NBA season for an, an initiative called Amari Saves. Individuals will be able to sign up and pledge to donate for every point that Amari scores and help save lives while earning great prizes. You can sign up at amarisaves.com, pledge any amount per point, create a team, get others to join the team, and your entire team could win. Amari memorabilia, Nick tickets, and more. And the grand prize is the team that raises the most money is invited to attend the Knicks game and meet Amari in person. you got to sign up before September the 30th. You'll be entered into a drawing to win a pair of opening night Nick tickets. Find out more about United Hatzalah and um, and their uh, amazing work. You can check out the TED Talk that Ellie Beer, the head of United Hatzalah, has done. That's on the web. And you could learn more by going to IsraelRescue.org. So Amari Stoudemire, i got to be careful about criticizing the Knicks. Amari Stoudemire is raising money for United Hatzalah of Israel. And uh, that means that every time we watch the Knicks, we got to make sure we uh, root for Amari to score as many points as possible because then the amount that's raised goes up and up and up. Thirteen years ago, 9-11, September the 11th, 2001. Believe it or not, a listener pointed this out to me. I didn't even realize. I knew the song from Leif Tahar, Watch Over Me, uh, was a song that um, spoke about, alluded to, described some of the things about 9-11. I didn't realize that the song Watch Over Me 
is an account of a boy who becomes bar mitzvah 13 years later after 9-11, which, of course, now it's 13 years later. Leif Tahar, watch over me on this September the 11th at JM in the AM.
Wow. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read in the Pasuk, Umitza'uhu ra'os rabos v'tzaros. The nation will be set by terrible evils and calamities, and it will say on this day, Because my Hashem does not dwell within me, I was beset by these evils. Rav Shach wonders, why does this pasuk begin with evils and calamities, raos v'tzaros, and ends with only evils, raos? He explains that although tzaros refers to the evils, tzaros is also related to tsar, which means narrow or tight. The Targum defines the word as things that press. Suffering contains two components. The first is the difficulty and pain. But there's also a powerful feeling of tightness, a sense of confinement. People who are suffering may feel that the world is bleak. Their spirit has been shattered. Their lives have become extremely constricted. These feelings, however, are not universal among people who suffer. Rather, it is someone who suffers from lack of amuna and vitachon who will be the most crushed when something tragic happens. But someone who believes in Hashem, someone who has faith, will view it differently. This person will suffer. However, the individual that has faith will only experience ra'os, evils, without saros, despair. Our Pasuk tells us that the people will realize that their problems stem from a lack of amuna. From that point on, their faith will be strengthened. The 23rd day of Elul, September 11, 2001. It will go down in history. That Tuesday will be remembered forever as the date of one of the most horrific tragedies to befall a nation in recent times. A lot of commentary has been written. Many words have been spoken. Yet, it is still difficult for the human mind to fathom the enormity, the depth, and the breadth of all that has occurred. We all experienced a huge gamut of human emotions on that day. Shock, disbelief, fear, loss, vulnerability, pain, grief, and anger. Thoughts of tshuva. Certainly, we were presented with a challenge. Would we be able to see the day's events in a clear Torah perspective? Would we realize that this day as Rav Shach says, was a day of raos, but not saros, a day of evils, but not a day of despair. Ever since that fateful day, I've been called upon by many individuals who were directly affected by the attacks. At each of the meetings with those who suffered, each time I shared their experiences, I was inspired to a deeper level of chizuk and a stronger emunah. Those whom I met with were so steadfast in their amunan bitachon and Hashem that I feel compelled to relate some of the inspiration that I received so that we can all gain a true understanding of the words, Anima Amin, I believe. We will never forget the Kedoshim that gave their lives on that day. I was privileged to know a few of those that have perished. Each one of them 
an outstanding role model for us to look up to and to learn from. We learn Biglal Avos Toshia Bonim. For the sake of the forefathers, you save the children. Mr. Weiss lives in the suburbs. Each morning, he traveled to Manhattan to his job at the World Trade Center. Around 1 a.m. on September 11th, he suddenly woke up, startled. He had just seen the vivid image of his father in a dream. Mr. Weiss's father had passed on many years earlier, and this was the first time that he appeared to his son in a dream. Understandably, Mr. Weiss tossed and turned. He couldn't fall back asleep. He lay in bed remembering his father. He wondered why he had suddenly appeared to him. When the shock of the lifelike image of his father appearing in a dream finally wore off, he suddenly remembered that the month of Elul was almost over. Although he usually visited his father's grave during Elul, this year he had somehow forgotten and had neglected to even make plans to go. He decided to himself, I am going to my father's kever the first thing in the morning. It was while he was stuck in traffic on his return from the Beis Achayim, from the cemetery, that he had first heard about the disaster on his car radio. His kibud of saved his life. May today be a day for all of us of chizuk and inspiration. Good morning.
J.M. in the A.M. That's, of course, the great Rip Shlomo Kalbach. I thank Rabbi Goldwasser for those amazing words on this September the 11th of 2014, 13 years later after 9-11. And that song that we played from Leif Tahar called Watch Over Me was obviously a reference to today, talking about a bar mitzvah boy in, uh, uh, a bar mitzvah boy 13 years later, uh, after born during the 9-11 era uh time well uh, actually a drop late for our l show for blowing i apologize for that we'll do that and move on with more here at jm in the am is going to be the live guest performer. I enhance our New Year's celebration next Thursday morning. Simcha Liner is going to be with us with a special thank you to our friends at Aaron Teitelbaum Orchestra. Aaron is providing the music that day. He has guaranteed us one of the best one-man bands on the globe. So a big thank you to Aaron, and of course a big thank you to Simcha Liner. He is going to be performing live for us at our New Year's celebration at Cedar Market one week from today, 646 Cedar Lane in Teaneck, New Jersey.
in the AM. Well, there he is. He'll be joining us one week from today at Cedar Market for our New Year's celebration. I hope you'll have a chance to tune in and maybe even visit us at 646 Cedar Lane a week from today when we go on the road to start celebrating the brand new year. And that's Simcha Liner. That's his title track, Pishili, and that's Simcha Liner here at JM in the AM. Uh, and he'll be with us next week, live and in person, doing some great live music in anticipation of the brand new year. Thursday morning broadcast with 68 degrees, isolated thunderstorms, and a high temperature of 88. I want to thank those who are commenting on the NSN app. The comments keep coming in. We appreciate it very much. Somebody, if you, in fact, if you go there now to the NSN app home screen, you'll see somebody retelling the, uh, account of where they were on 9-11 13 years ago today. Plenty of uh, programming coming up on our stream all day long at jmnam.org. Don't forget Charlie Harari with a brand new show entitled The Boardroom is going to be on today. Michael Davis starting at 9 a.m. Michael Davis, CEO of Plymouth Group, will do his news segment. Elliot Lassen, HR expert, will do the productivity segment. And they'll also have other business segments including Life Bits, management tips and leadership lessons, all with Charlie Harari between 9 and 10 this morning right after JM and the AM. And then Miriam L. Wallach is going to be speaking to um, well-known Israeli illustrator, caricaturist, and author Shai Kharka and Jeffrey Sachs, the English translator, as they look into the book From Foe to Friend and Other Stories by S.Y. Agnon, a new uh, graphic novel released from Toby Press. They'll have that uh, on That's Life starting at 10 a.m. Then Stuart Gorgi, program director at Yachad, will discuss Yachad gifts and how you could sweeten the lives of someone you love and someone with special needs all at the same time. And then Broadway producer Ellie Landau will schmooze with Miriam about the loss of legendary Joan Rivers. Plus, the Ice Bucket Challenge will be done again, and this time hopefully the videotape will work. And that's right, on Grand Street, Miriam L. Wallach is going to be uh, doused with water, and the rumor is that Ellie Landau is going to be the one who's going to be given that honor. Uh, many people, Jay Booksbaum, in fact, was uh, lined up for this. He was hoping he'd be chosen for this. Take the big ice bucket and dump it on the head of Miriam L. Wallach. But we passed over Jay, and it looks like uh, Ellie Landau from Broadway has been given the honor. Tune in for all the details between 10 and 11 this morning on the NSN app or at the JM and the AM dot org. Gorf is going to be doing the stunt show. He's actually interviewing the second Jewish woman to ever swing, swim the English Channel and the challenges she had. He always has an amazing show. He'll be doing that between 1 and 2 this afternoon on our stream at JM and the AM dot org. A reminder, the Israel Real Estate Exhibition comes to New York. It's going to be happening Sunday and Monday. An amazing array of vendors. Every city you could ever imagine that you'd want to buy property in will be represented Sunday, 11 a.m. until 6, Monday, 3 until 7 at the Grand Hyatt, New York, on East 42nd Street. Information at 718-338-6537, 718-338-6537 for information on that. Also remember that the Jewish communities of the South have a, uh, have a bunch of uh, community fairs that are going on. Vendors from southern Israel are in. You have, you have your opportunity to buy from the southern Israel vendors who suffered during this summer. Uh, tonight, they'll be at the Hank Early Childhood Center on Hempstead Avenue in West Hempstead beginning at 4.30. Sunday, they'll be at the Hafter Middle School on Central Avenue beginning at 9.30 in the morning until 3. And they'll be at the Kingsway Jewish Center on Monday on Nostrand Avenue in Brooklyn from 5 until 9 p.m. Community fairs supporting southern Israel are very important. If you can make it to one and spend some money, that would be fantastic. Reminder that Shabbat Israel is going to be happening in Livingston, New Jersey, this Shabbos, and the Kumsitz concert 
on Saturday night is going to be uh, led by Benny Friedman. They've gone, uh, they've gone out there, and uh, they've got one of the best ones. Uh, Benny Friedman performs at 9.30 p.m. this Saturday night at Eitz Chaim on Lafayette Drive in Livingston, New Jersey. Information about all of this, ShabbatIsrael.com, ShabbatIsrael.com. And the young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills has a Malava Malka to benefit the community of Ali. Ali was established September the 11th, 1984, 30 years ago today. A neighboring town to Shiloh. It consists of nine neighborhoods housing a 1,000 families. A video will be shown. Miriam Peretz, who uh, many of us know, unfortunately has lost uh, two sons who were officers in Sayeret Golani. She'll be speaking. She's written a best-selling book, Shirat Miriam, depicting the story of her life. We'll also hear from the mayor of Ailee, Mr. Kobe Elivaz. Admission is free. Information, you can contact her by Schoenfeld at 718-261-9723, 718-261-9723. And if you need a uh, recommendation, I'm telling you that Jay Booksbaum has recommended that everybody head over to the Young Israel of Kew Garden Souls this coming Saturday night for that amazing event. 11 minutes before the hour, special guest from Israel will join me and Jay coming up in hour number three this morning if you keep it at JM in the AM.
with his cover of uh, Hashem Melech. Before that, Mordechai and David off the sheer double CD with Eitz Chaim. Benny Elbaz had Ad Anna from the Tehillim album. 8 o'clock in the morning on this Thursday, 13 years later after 9-11. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Uh, around the world in the web, jmnam.org. Uh, he is the world's number one kosher wine sommelier. How he continues to uh, hold on to that position, I don't know. I always warn him, when you're number one, there's only one direction you can go in, so you got to try very hard to hold on to that top spot. And he takes that seriously. He's, of course, the one and the only Jay Booksbaum. <clears throat> Wow. That was it's, a not, rough. it's not, what time is that it? That was a rough call. They don't serve coffee at the first minion in Elizabeth? <laughs> you know, I'm in big trouble. Why? Because you get me into trouble. How does that happen? I walk into shul this morning, <laughs> 545, and like two people come over to me and go, 
we figured you'd be here. I said, how did they know I was going to be here? Because you announced, it's amazing how many people <laughs> listen to you. You announced that Jay's going to be here, and that's the only game in town that I can make it here on time. So you mean that if you would have missed that minion, I really would have gotten you oh in trouble. Oh, my gosh. They would have said, did Jay Davin this morning? You know? you know, Jay, in the old country in Williamsburg, you can catch a 12 noon shockers. You know that, right? <laughs> you can always head on 12 over noon? <laughs> Even you know, later? Like 4 noon. You know? <laughs> you and, always, uh... and by the way, regards from Seth. Oh, thank you. From Abelson Hyman. Seth Levitt, he's the man. Man, uh, oh man. What, I love his stuff. He's, he's got... To... And he's such a good guy. Here was the rumor he told me last week. A beer-soaked hot dog he mm. was working on. What do you think of that, Jay? I don't know, but I'd like to <laughs> soak in the beer and eat the hot dog at the same time. Um, so he is the world's number one kosher wines. On a serious note, before we introduce our special guest and before yeah. we talk about what's happening in this upcoming Russia Shunna season, because you always say... Rosh Hashanah is the perfect time to try some brand new wines, right? Absolutely. I always say that. Um, today is the 13th anniversary of 9-11, and we spoke on uh. a regular basis in that, in that, in that era, me. as you remember. I do. And, and you told me this week that there was a really, really difficult journey for you to get back to the New York area once uh, everything was shut down. It was crazy. In New York, and I don't remember the story. So quickly, tell everybody what All was right, going so, on for you so 13 where in the years world ago is, today. Where in the world is Jay Bookstam? Right. Where in the world was Jay Books Memo 9-11? Mexico. That's where you were. And I was, I was staying at my good friend, uh, Avram Corsan's home in Polanco. And he says, Jay, come here, come here. And I walk into the living room and there on the TV was the first tower getting hit, or right. got hit. Right. And th- it was in between. So the second Howard Tower got, hadn't gotten hit yet. And I'm looking at it, it was like surreal. To make a long story very short, we saw the second tower go down. First, second tower get hit, go down. Took me three days to get home. What a, was the system? A short flight, a short flight to Juarez before Shabbos. Yeah, yeah. A short. This nine was like eleven Tuesday. was Tuesday. Well, nine eleven was Tuesday. Right. So this was Tuesday. Oh, on Tuesday itself, he took the flight. Yeah. Okay. I took a short flight. I, I waited in the airport. Right. Everything was canceled. Finally, internally, there was a short flight to Juarez which is still on the Mexican side. And then we drove over the border in a taxi with four other Americans from disparate parts of the country. You're serious. Right? With four other Americans. What, a -a rent-a-car? No, a taxi. Oh, a taxi. We picked up a taxi at Juarez Airport. From Mexico City to Juarez Airport. I thought you were hailing a cab down there. (laughs) It's unbelievable. (laughs) And it was also, it was like typical movie style, you know, like a real Catalinka. I mean, it was falling apart. There was stuff hanging off. It was was like a 1958, you know, Chevy, uh, whatever. You were praying you'd be in one piece on the other side of the border. So we get get to the border, and interestingly enough, today this would never happen. We showed our licenses, you know, or whatever. I mean, like there was no Oh, you had no passport. Oh, Oh, I did. It was in Mexico. I had my passport, and we did. We showed our passport. Whatever, right. but they let us right through. Yeah, today they never let the guy like you in, right? Then we rented <laughs> and, until I put on my mustache, you know, my fake right. mustache. Right. Once you put on your disguise, then exactly. you'll sneak in. Anyway, and the and the shades. Right. You know. Anyway, we the guy we rent a Hertz car, drove like six hundred miles to Dallas. I'm not kidding. How many people? Uh, four. You sat 600 miles in a Hertz like, It was car. like unbelievable. And there's 400 miles. When do you arrive in Dallas? Uh, six hours later. Or something still like Tuesday? That. No. Yeah, no, uh, no, this was Wednesday okay. afternoon. Right. Okay. Then my, my brother-in-law happened to live. The, they were actually going to Chicago. So ma- imagine they had to go from the top of Texas all the way to Chicago. Oh, they, they drove kept it? driving. Right. They just dropped me off at my brother-in-law's right. home. 
I stayed there <clears throat> for a day and a half, finally got a flight from Dallas to Philadelphia, rented a car. That was Thursday, I guess. That was Thursday. Rented a car and finally got home late, late Thursday night, driving a one-way car <laughs> from Philadelphia to... But you had to see the airports. The airports were completely dead. So even when they reopened flying on Thursdays, I assume it was not before Thursday, they reopened flights. Some flights. Right. Even then, only those who really had to get somewhere yeah. were at the airport. Otherwise, forget. And there was no, you know, we see this. Everybody thinks that the re- the security we have today is like the right. regular. There was no security, relatively speaking, to what we have today. Nothing. You used to walk up to the gate, you know, right. and they let you in, and that's it. But you're you saying even for that flight, there was no security. There was no security. Right. Wow. How times have changed. Huh? Unbelievable. Well, it was nice having you. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> glad I made it back. Uh, a lot of people are glad. And, you know, my cousin. I told you about my cousin. He was in the second building, Jack Booksbaum. From West Hempstead? Yeah, from West, you know Jack. Um, I know that he lives in West Hempstead. Okay. Well, anyway, he was, he works for the uh, Port of Authority and he's like the chief uh, engineer. Anyway, at that time. Oh, that must have been scary. Oh my gosh. He saw the first, uh, the first thing hit. He grabbed his secretary. He said, I don't know what's happening, but we're out of here. Thank God. He went, he took the elevator down. He was in the second building and he just kept walking to the Brooklyn Bridge. Did not look back until he got to the other side of the Brooklyn Bridge. And thank God he, he just didn't look back. Say he took three, a, a bunch of people with him, a bunch of his coworkers with him. They were going to wait. Let's see what happens. Yep. I, 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 am, I am shuddering in fear just thinking about the thought processes that people had that day and who made the quote-unquote right decisions and who made other decisions. My God. 13 years later, unbelievable. J.M. and the A.M. at 7 minutes after 8 o'clock. Jay is here, of course, and as we always say, he is, of course, the number one kosher wine sommelier in the world. This is not, I'm not kidding, folks. This is not, no, but I'm serious. This is not like we're bringing in, you know, we're bringing in any, any guy on the wine committee. You know, any, any guy on your, on your strong bench over there at Royal Wine. We, we've got the best. And, uh, today we have a chance to speak about Rosh Hashanah, but even more importantly, you're going to introduce to us somebody who not only deals with wines all year round, but as somebody who's from this area and decided to make his life in Israel. And not to extend the suspense too much, but I must tell you a quick story. You know who, you know who we had over last Shabbos? No. We had over uh, the Ambrose family. Ah, now Gary. You, now you know what that means. Yeah, you had good wine. Well, not just that we had good wine. I, I now, because I... You now gave him good correct, wine. Correct. Oh, words, man, I now that's ha- amazing. I now have to live up to this new reputation that I know what I'm talking about. It only took me 30 years. <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to wine. So I took a I took a chance. I said, okay, Gary, we have a, an amazing bottle for you this Shabbos. And I pulled out the single vineyard... Cabernet from Sagot. Oh, wow. N- that, nice that one, is, right? That's pretty amazing. Nice choice. Yeah. Nice choice. And thank God all went really <laughs> smoothly. All went he's I'm telling you, he and his family were... Well, Jakob Berg makes some great wines. Yeah, got some great wines there. Worked out really well. And uh, just wanted you to know that your student, your student is uh, progressing. A little slow, but, you know. Why, 30 years? <laughs> 30 years. My math teacher, no, but, my yeah. math teacher's hoping I get it 30 years later. <laughs> They would consider that an accomplishment. <laughs> anyway, uh, is there a lot My of... math teacher's given up. Well, <laughs> everyone has their own situation. Uh, sitting to your right is whom? Who do we have here? Is a Justin Cohen. Justin Cohen is here today. He might be familiar to some of the people in our immediate listening audience. He's, in fact, you want to hear this? Yeah. He's, in fact, a TABC graduate. How do you like that? Who goes to TABC? Oh, I know a lot of folks who go to TABC. <laughs> Only the best. 
And I want to tell you something. They're going to be very proud when they hear about Justin Cohen, not only because he works with Tabor Wines in Israel and because he spends a good part of his day in uh, the Judean Hills and another good part of his day up in the Golan Heights, but he's somebody who grew up in this area and decided at some point, you know what? It's time to get out of here and get to Israel. And what an appropriate day on this September the 11th when we're still, when democracy and freedom are still under attack and when there's no place for Jews as safe as Israel as much as we love this blessed country here. What a day to talk about moving from this area to Israel. What year was it you made Aliyah? We made Aliyah in the summer of 2012. And what was the decision? Was it sort of like that, enough here, we just got to get out and go to Israel? Uh, well, actually, my wife and I knew we wanted to go for quite a while. And it was just an issue of when to make that jump. Uh, and eventually we decided, listen, you know, things aren't going to change. It's uh, a cycle you get into. We had a great life, great community, a uh, great Jewish life. But we decided if we're serious about this dream, we just got to set a date and go. And you're now in the Zayat neighborhood of Efrat. That's right. We are and in boy, the am I jealous. <laughs> I, I had dreams of owning a home and building a studio in the Zayat neighborhood. And They're still building, so come on by. Are they still building in Zayat? Yeah, yeah. Right. Currently, there's about 170 units that are in the middle of uh, being constructed. Which would be how far of a walk from your home, those units? Far, right? No, no, no. These units are probably about five minutes. Really? Yeah. Jay, our next uh, venture over to Israel, we should uh, stop in the Judea. Are you, are you like paying for my uh, no, down uh, payment? No, in, fact, <laughs> in fact, I was thinking the opposite. We take <laughs> we take one of those really expensive bottles in your wine cellar and put it down at the bank. Trade bags. it, right? Exactly. Just like I trade for hot dogs. <laughs> Simple uh. as that. Um, and, uh, and so you settle in Efrat. Did you have an interest in wine or uh, both personally and business-wise before you left for Israel? Yeah, it's a great question. Actually, uh, for 10 years prior, I was working with Royal Wine oh. under the tutelage of Jay over here. Like you he said, the oh, best. Those so are your old friends. Jay and I go back, yes. Oh, I thought you met on his recent trip to Israel or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in the business for 10 years here, developed a love and a passion for it. And actually, I told somebody yesterday, uh, probably my second year on the job here, I was riding around with Adam Montefiore from Carmel Winery. Right. And I looked at him and he asked me, where do you want to be in five years from now? I said, I want to be standing in your shoes. This is exactly what I want to do. I want to be an export manager for a winery in Israel, bringing Israel's finest to America, serving it up at people's tables, and really building Israel's brand. And uh, it took more than five years, but uh, Baruch Hashem, we were able to develop that dream. And how did you find Tabor? Why that winery of all the... I mean, there are a million wineries in Israel now. Yeah, there's over 300-plus wineries in Israel. Uh, there's only about a handful, maybe 10 wineries, that really can support a full-time export manager which is part of the infrastructure mm. problem now. Uh, when I arrived, my plan actually was to seek out smaller wineries and put them together and brand them. However, um, thank God I had two opportunities uh, from large wineries, and Tabor has a great, great organization, and they really love what was going on and their vision. And uh, it's, so far, it's been a great shidduch. This is where in the Golan Heights? It's actually in the Galil, ah. uh, right by in the village of Kfar Tabor, uh, in the foothills of Mount Tabor. The village was actually started. Yeah, there you go. The village was actually started through cultivating grapes by the Rothschild family. You know, we probably heard the story before, but some of your audience may have not. They donated land and know-how in 1896 to Carmel to develop the, uh, the right. whole wine industry. Five years later, they decided let's go up to the Galil now and cultivate there. They realized this was a great place to grow grapes, and it's there that four generations ago, one of the pioneers was Mr. Sella. Uh, then his his great great grandson finally in 1999 opened the winery after growing grapes for four generations. Uh, is the Galil a uh, good 
place to grow a vineyard? Absolutely. Israel's got many microclimates that are suited for vineyards in different areas. Uh, and even in the Galil, there's several microclimates. Um, but definitely, it presents great opportunity for Israel. Is there any comparison to any area of the United States when it comes to the variety of climates that they have in yes, Israel? Yes, actually. It's what, what's interesting, if you close your eyes, everybody, and visualize, Israel's uh, west coast right. is on the Mediterranean. Right. What other famous wine-growing region is, is off a body of water? Well, California. California. So the Golan Heights and the Upper Galilee are considered uh, very similar in their grape terroir, you know, way of growing grapes and type of grapes. Sometimes it's, it's likened to uh, Northern California, Napa, Sonoma, etc. Interesting. So, yeah. Jay Booksbaum, Justin Cohen, they're both here in the studio. We're talking about the Tabora Winery, and Jay's going to have recommendations before this Rosh Hashanah holiday in terms of um, a new wines. In general, uh, now I was told that uh, because I asked you just a moment ago about the uniqueness or how good it is to you know grow vineyards up in the Galil, and from the very fact that there's a successful vineyard up there, I guess you know that proves it in and of itself. But I was told that there is something called good dirt. That there is that that dirt because usually we concentrate on grapes, climate conditions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the dirt that you're growing these grapes in actually has a role. Explain. Absolutely. Uh, actually, just to take it a step back. And by the way, don't we say all dirt in Israel is good? Like you can't. All, all dirt is good. Absolutely, <laughs> all Israeli dirt is great. Uh, actually, I heard in Jay's name yesterday a great story. No. I'm going around, and the manager of the IWPA says to me, "Jay has a saying. What are the three most important things in making a great wine?" So I look at him. I think for a minute. I say, "Grapes." Right. He says, "What's number two?" I'm thinking, and then I say, you know what? Grapes. He goes, that's exactly what Jay says. Grapes, grapes, and grapes. Mm, that's the expression, now, huh? Now, what we do at Tabor is a little bit different, actually. Most people are buying buying grapes from growers that are recognized as having great Cabernet, particularly in the Golan or, you know, maybe the Jordan Hills, terrific Shiraz, etc. And that's the number one component to grape. But we have an agronomist on staff, Michal Ackerman, and her job is to understand earth and how it reacts with the soil. She has a PhD. She is literally a freak of nature. She is a nature freak. This is all she <laughs> She's does. She's a freak about nature. This is all she does. Every day, she goes to our vineyards and looks at them. But So you're saying I could not get that job. <laughs> uh, you may be a freak of nature, but I don't know if you're a nature freak. <laughs> so what she does is she goes to each of our growers every single week and visits them. But before we sign on with the grower or plant the vineyard, we do what's known as soil mapping. And to the best of my knowledge, we're the only ones that do this. It's actually taking a step backwards. Before buying the grapes or a vineyard, we analyze the soil, and Michal could tell, based on that soil and the other aspects of terroir, the rain, the sun, the wind, which grape be best to be cultivated there. And so it's actually taking a step backwards, but it's really very forward thinking. And it's a commitment to quality, and it's really doing the work in the vineyards, but even before it's a vineyard, doing the work on the earth, soil mapping. Jay, is Man, this, this guy, crazy or he's not? scaring me. He's I so mean, articulate. You, can you, <laughs> I mean, really. You being number one kosher wine sommelier, you would say this stuff does make a difference or not? Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure? Oh. Like, you really could... Well, you know, you can, you can appreciate that they're actually <laughs> analyzing soil on a regular basis? You know, let, me, let, me, let me cut in here for one moment, if I may. 
I have pictures. I'll show you off air. Obviously, the audience can't see. There's something called limestone where we grow a particular grape, our Sauvignon Blanc, right. and then we have Terra Rosa. By looking at the picture, it's almost you're looking at a white, yellow color on limestone and a brown on Terra Rosa. If you and I can tell by the naked eye, and we don't know anything about dirt or science, right. that there's a clear physical difference, it makes sense that chemically and minerally it's going to affect what grows there. So it's not just this theory. I mean, right. we see it in practice as well. It's noticeable to the regular well, person. Well, the way, the way I explain it is if anyone had an ant farm as a kid, you know, where you have this mm. little squeezed thing and the mm-hmm. ants go all the way through. So there's different stratas of soil. When that, when that vineyard's uh, roots reach down, as it brings up the water into the grape, it pulls with it whatever's in that soil, a little bits of whatever flavors are in that soil. So the soil will actually affect what flavors end up in the juice or in the water of that grape. And Unbelievable. That's, that's what... Uh, Jay Booksbaum's here, Justin Cohen from Tabor. How many wines does your vineyard or winery make? Currently for the American market, we have nine wines. Those are all exported by you? They're exported by Tabor and imported by Royal Wine. And gotcha. they're found, obviously, with Royal's great reach all over the country. Leo has it, Jay? Lipa? Actually. I mean Lipa. Lipa. Sorry, Leo. It's Lipa. Leo Lipa is actually uh, <laughs> promoting the wines with the tasting tonight, I heard in the store. Are you serious? Free chillin'. Just you heard? You. You're going to be there. First, of all, first of all, in all fairness to Leo, and I can't get Jay into trouble because nobody likes when he focuses on one person out there who sells wine. <laughs> right. We should focus on every all the great people who sell wine. And but there's I'll, a lot of them. But I'll focus for a moment. Okay. The chillin' is every Thursday night by Leo. Oh, uh, yeah? Every Thursday for, for night. For me, it's just this Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Wish I was heading back with you to the Holy Land. Anyway, so that's uh, so we should sell it to everybody. If you want to taste it, go tonight, West yeah. Englewood Avenue. Leo's going to have a whole bunch of this stuff, and uh, and he'll be serving Chalent as well. Are you able to keep all these bottles reasonably priced, or that's impossible to do once they're coming in all the way from Israel? Actually, it's a great question, and we are one of our main strengths as a winery is being able to deliver a great price-quality ratio. Um, our focus, as we began as a boutique winery, has always been on quality. But based on economies of scale, as we've grown to about the fifth largest winery in Israel, we're able to keep the prices significantly lower than many of the smaller wineries that just, like I said, as you know, economies of scale are producing a lot less wine. Understood. It doesn't hurt to be owned by some big company. Correct. Right? We, have, we have a large, probably the largest beverage company in Israel uh, bankrolling us, which helps us be able to reinvest in equipment. Can we name them or not? Sure. They're the CBC group. They're responsible for the Coca-Cola in Israel. Responsible Coke for, Israel owns them. But, I mean, but that's on. not just it. Niviot, Water, <gasps> Pre-Got Juice, Tara Dairy, Johnny Walker, and all their family of brands in Israel. They needed a wine to fit in the portfolio, wine being the most prestigious beverage coming out of Israel. That's right. And they looked for about two years. They saw Tabor. They saw Tabor's vision and the capabilities. And as they say, the rest is history. Who made that deal? Someone must have gotten a big raise at Tabor when that came through. Actually, the owner was very hesitant to sell because it's a family business. They started many many years, four generations before growing grapes. And when, you know, this big conglomerate beverage group approached him, it took him two years to agree to the sale. His number one concern was saying, this is not pre-got. This is not Johnny Walker. You have to treat it very nuanced. And he didn't want to give up any control. It took two years to strike an agreement when Oren Sella, the founding fam, uh, founding member of the winery, was able to say, hey, I will sell, but I control all aspects of wine decisions. And that continues still today? That continues today. We, Oren's the real manager. Oren is the manager of the winery, 100%. And uh, a sweet guy. Yeah, <laughs> gentle giant. He actually, um, 
funny story. He uh, he controls, like I said, all aspects of the winery now, and he goes to these board meetings with these big brands, Coca-Cola, Prigat, Carlsberg, Torberg. He's one percent of their holding, but since the the uh, head of the whole group is a big wine guy, <laughs> he gives Oren an opportunity to go first and everything. And <laughs> It's all who you know, huh, Jay? Absolutely. (laughs) That's unbelievable. Justin Cohn is here. We're talking about Tabor and the uh, uh, amazing winery story in Israel, which continues to grow, as Jay has told us. Every every Monday and Thursday, yet another winery is sprouting up in the whole You know, I just came back from Chicago. I was in Chicago this week. Don't tell me there's a new winery in Chicago. No, but (laughs) I did a seminar on Israeli wines only for a chain of stores called Binnie's. The 32 stores... Four of them, four of the stores are in Jewish neighborhoods. The rest are in completely, you know, Gentile areas. And every single one of them now has Israeli wines on their shelves. It's unbelievable. So it's really, there's really, uh, you know, we're working, we work so hard on trying to send the message. I don't have to do it for your listeners because they know about it. Yeah. But to try to send the message out there to the general populace that it's just a great place for great wines. But that is a good question for Justin. And this is a perfect opportunity because obviously this time of year and before Pesach are probably the two biggest kosher wine buying seasons. Tell the average person out, tell the people out there, nobody's average in this audience, everyone's spectacular in this audience. Tell us, when we buy a bottle of Israeli wine, who are we supporting? Why is it so important that obviously there are plenty of great kosher wines from many different countries. Jay could tell you all about them. He's responsible for a lot of them. But what happens? What is the chain reaction when we in New Jersey, New York, and other areas of this country are buying Israeli bottles of wine? Okay, that's a good question, and we'll we'll start from the uh, beginning. You're supporting the Israeli farmers first that are growing the grapes. You're then supporting the Israeli workers that are helping to harvest and cultivate the grapes throughout the season. Then, of course, you're supporting all the winery employees. Uh, again, a lot of Israelis there, some former Americans who moved to Israel like <laughs> myself. Uh, then, once we sell the wine, we're selling it to a great Jewish company here, which does many great things outside of their business, which is Royal Wine, and their team of tremendously talented people, as we all are very well aware of. Uh, following that, we're supporting the wonderful from retailers, hopefully, that are supporting Israel and promoting Israel, and everybody is happy. When you come home with a great bottle of wine, it's a win-win for everyone. Well, there you have it. What's I'll your... never forget Reb Feish once. Uh, that's oh. Yoiki's father. He's the best. Reb oh. Feish once said to, you know, we had this national sales meeting, and everybody was supposed to do their shtick. I did the marketing shtick. Another guy did the collection shtick. And he was there to do, like, operations. He gets up there, and we're expecting to give us a whole story about how product is shipped and delivered. And he says, guys, I'm here to tell you one thing. You are not selling wine. I said, what? Yes, you're selling simchas. You're selling <laughs> shevabrachas. You're selling brises. You're selling weddings. You're selling every time someone – keep in mind that when you walk into that store and someone buys that wine eventually, they're opening it for Shabbos. They're opening it for their child's bas mitzvah, bar mitzvah. You know, and it's true. It's really true. It's like such a wonderful thing. Yeah, and I could see him saying that, by yeah, the way. Really. <laughs> Boy, can I see him saying that. Uh, what is your, what do we call it? What do you call the premier bottle of a winery? The landmark bottle? The, flagship. What's your flagship wine? What is it? So, What fla- is the our, one? Our flagship wine is, our, it's called limited edition, Tabor limited edition, and it's actually very unique. Um, Obviously available here. Of course. Uh, every year we change the production because it's a single vineyard. So it, it bears a different name. It's limited edition, but based on the yield of the vineyard, it'll change the number. So the current right. vintage available is one of 7,000. 7,000 bottles produced 
it's it's a very very small production. Each bottle is individually labeled uh, with a particular number. But even though that is our flagship wine, something which got more recognition than that very recently was our Tabor Adama Merlot. The Adama series, like to speak to the dirt that because we mentioned the before, <laughs> is, it's, that's our reserve series. We call it Adama. Each grape, each varietal is in a different soil type. Now, this Merlot was just recently rated as the highest rated Israeli wine ever from the wine enthusiast, which is not evaluating the wine as Israeli or kosher. They're evaluating the wine as wine. And to speak to Jay's point about Binnie's in Chicago, I actually was there about a month ago, and the head buyer of the group told me when I approached him, I said, this was that top-rated Israeli wine. He said, look at this. Look at it a different way. Look at all the wines that got the 93 points in the wine enthusiast this entire summer. Forgetting what region, Napa, Spain, Italy, of course, none of them were kosher except Tabor. He said, your wine is less than half price of the other ones from Napa, from Spain. He says, Israel, this is the ticket to get Israel to the mainstream. Now that you have a wine that could be approachable to all at this price, at this level. Unbelievable. Yep. And this is the one that got the gold medal. This one, this one got the 93 points. From the one which one got the gold medal from Eshkol Zahav? That's actually our Adama Cabernet, ah, the same series, and gotcha. the Adama Shiraz, which we have here as well. Well, there you go. Unbelievable. What a story. Incredible. And the, uh, the entire industry uh, continues to grow like crazy. Everybody out there, we continue to recommend the Israeli wines, especially this time of year. Give Jay a couple of minutes to run through some of the things that he's discovered over the last 12 months. Everything you're going to mention are literally new? or this Brand new. Okay. Brand new. Oh, by the way. Brand new wines for the brand new year. By the way, before you, I, I hand it over to you for a couple of minutes. Yeah. So a couple of tidbits I have to share with you. Go ahead. Because now I'm an expert <laughs> wine drinker. Tidbits, I love them. <laughs> you know the, what is it, Walder or Waldner? Walders. So the Walders vanilla, vanilla vodka. vodka. Right. You know what you do with it? What? Listen carefully. I'm First, you chill it. Okay. <laughs> half a glass diet orange soda. Diet ha- orange soda. Half a sunkissed. I hope. I guess whatever's on whatever's on the table. <laughs> half a glass diet orange soda. Half a glass vanilla vodka. Mm. The it seagull is, shake. It is like it's a, like a creamsicle. It's a creamsicle. Oh man! O- over ice. Over ice. Jay. <laughs> Is that over a, ice, too. Over ice. Okay. Is that a Rosh Hashanah treat or what? Mm, wow. That is a Rosh Hashanah. That is the Siegel Rosh Hashanah treat. Funny, I'm I, telling I, you. I was telling you yesterday, I met a guy that is going to be on um, Naomi's show. Right. Uh, who does oh, that's uh, the coffee cold guy. brewed right. coffee? Right. And he says he does half half a glass of cold brewed coffee and half a glass of vanilla vodka, and he has it every Shalashus. Oh, man after my own heart. It is unbelievable. And I, and I say to myself, if only I was 20 years younger, I'd be enjoying it even more. You know, like, <laughs> you know how it is once you reach a certain age. You, know, you don't enjoy all those treats as much. But I'm telling you, that thing is amazing. And the other thing I must tell you. Yeah. You know what Mr. Simon Jacob got me into? Ooh. You know what he my got? My good buddy. Yeah, you know what he got me into? What do you get This Quartzometer. Really? It's a good wine. Oh, very good. Isn't that a good wine? Israel's making great ones now. It's all unbelievable. Over. Yeah. Which one was it? I think it was Barkan. Did they make a Gortzmeter? No, I think he got what is it. What was the small bottle? It's a smallish bottle. You know, one of those, you know, the one of the small bottles? Not small, small, but like, you know. Carmel. Carmel makes it. Carmel? Carmel's late harvest. Maybe it was Carmel. Carmel. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I got to thank Mary Wallace. Lusciously Wallet. sweet. Because he served it to me in Israel, and then when she got back from Israel, she got one of the bottles of duty free. And we polished it off last Shabbos. Phenomenal. And now I hand it over to Jay Booksbaum, who says that Rosh Hashanah 5775 will offer some great things. What do we got out there? So we heard about uh, a lot of the wines from uh, Tabor, brand new, including the Adama Shiraz. We also have a, 
the only kosher, fully kosher winery in Israel, in Italy, called Tierra di Seta, has a Chianti Classico and a reserve Chianti. God. There's a brand new wine from France called Chateau Moulin Riche, and there's wonderful liqueurs under the heaven, heaven's label. There's a classic cappuccino and a chocolate and a nugget and uh, just a, a wonderful array of liqueurs. Uh, there's also some brand new wines from Sagot, including the M series Edom. And you know, someone was asking me later. Edom has that uh, medallion on it, also. Yeah, I thought only the single. Uh, no, no, it has a medallion on it, also. But what's interesting about this Edom? That's been around before, right? But for the first time, this Rosh Hashanah, it's available in Mavushal. So if you're uh, going or having people over that you right. want to be a little careful. You know, with whether you're having Mavushal or not, right. here's a really high-end wine that it is Mavushal. And that was a big step, right? They were fighting making oh a Mavushal wine. And some of the some of the really delicious kind of universally acceptable right. wines are a bunch of rosés, a Yikve Zion red Moscato, and a delicious pink Pinot Grigio from Baron Herzog. A delicious pink Pinot Grigio from Baron Herzog, as well as Oregonuses. Uh, Nabura Amuka Rosé and Goose Bay, for those of you who are like really dry, wonderful wines, it's a rosé, but it's completely dry. It's a p- yeah. Friday Erev Yontif on Naomi's show. You'll hear me there. Oh, meaning live. next week, the Friday before Rosh Hashanah, right? You're going to hear about 20 more. Okay. Brand- wow. so everybody right tune after in. Jam in the AM. Tune in, everybody, right after Jay and the AM, next Friday, Erev right. Yontif. So you can go that afternoon or Sunday or Monday and buy all those new wines that I'm going to be talking about. All right. And obviously you ran through it quickly. Do you want to give out an email address if anybody wants to be in touch with you directly, just on any suggestions, et cetera? Uh, info at uh, royalwines.com. Or Perfect. you know what? I'll give you my personal email. Go ahead. How's that? The letter J, Booksbaum, B-U-C-H-S-B-A-U-M, at Kedem.com. What's the cappuccino over there? Which one is that? That's Heaven's Cappuccino. That's liqueur. the brand, Heaven's? Heaven's. Has a hashkacha tree? No. <laughs> no. How'd you sneak that one we, in there? You need to start the new year right. <laughs> Buy something that's trait. No, chas v'shalom. I'm just kidding. He's joking, folks. I'm joking. Tabor has mavushal wines or not? Currently not. It's unbelievable. The real winemakers really have no interest in making mavushal wines. I, I think our, our winemaker is open to the idea. Right, but it'll just take them years to come around. No, but Israel, and Israel, you're sitting here begging them to do it, right? Israel, is for whatever reason... Israel has this phobia, right. especially about amongst making. the better winemakers. Right. What you they, call the Feinschmeckers. The Feinschmeckers right. believe that it somehow is not good for the wine. Right. But certainly in Israel, and maybe they may be right about this, it's not good for their reputation. Right. The fact of the matter is non-kosher wineries in France and in California are now making wine mavushal. They're not kosher right. because it's not done at the proper time. But they're time, using that process. But they're using that process right. without any, you know... Negative effects. Well, actually, I'll tell you what. When Jay visited Tabor this summer, yeah. he brought it up. He made a pitch. Huh? He made a pitch. <laughs> I, I'm a believer. Well, and, of course, and you're that, an American. What do you well, that, that Jay's pitch helped, and oh, I spoke good. to the winemaker. And just a teaser. I wasn't going to say it, but we brought it up. We're, we're going to be coming out with a uh, sparkling wine, Mavushal, which will be. Uh, it's on its way. It's actually been harvested already. So it's, it's a in start. Fermentation. Uh, it's a unique product, so it's, it's going to be coming this way soon. Right. I, I will say, though, that when I urge people to make Mavushal, it's only on one condition. If you can make it so that it doesn't hurt the wine, right. that's, that's, the only, Absolutely. that's the only yeah. way to do it. And if you can't, then pass. Right. So Then don't listen to Jay if you can't that's right. do it. Uh, Mr. Cohen, Justin Cohen, Tabora Winery, I look forward to visiting you up in the Galil. 
And in Efrat, please. And in Efrat, Bezrat Hashem. But I really look forward to being up in the Galil and seeing this. It's, uh, it sounds amazing. And, uh, you know, my friends at Coca-Cola, I'm sure, are very proud. Could we broadcast <laughs> from there? Yes, we'll do a broadcast from there. I'll do, I'll do my famous tasting. Jay will prepare them for what my famous <laughs> tastings means, okay? And maybe Jay will come and join me. I and, love Mr. It. and Mr. Booksbaum, I thank you. I thank you for all your uh, amazing information. And I hope you have a happy, healthy, sweet new year as well. And hey, Keep buying good kosher wine from Israel. And I, I know there's other wines that you're interested in as well, but, you know, we're trying to encourage our listeners to keep a focus on the Holy Land during this season. And since I'm from Williamsburg, yeah. and you'll hear me say this hopefully uh, when I'm with Naomi, right. since I'm from Williamsburg, chasiva, chasiva, taiva. I get your benched your some alamin. Umain. Umain. Very good. JM in the AM on this Thursday morning broadcast.
p.m. in the a.m. The gentleman who's going to be joining us a week from today at our big pre-Rosh Hashanah New Year's celebration, Simcha Liner. It's been announced. You may not have heard it earlier. Maybe you just tuned in. Simcha Liner with live music next Thursday morning, J.M. in the a.m. from Cedar Market. That'll be the uh, location of our big New Year's Rosh Hashanah celebration on Cedar Lane in Teaneck, New Jersey. And a big thank you to Aaron Teitelbaum, who has guaranteed us the best one-man band on the globe. I don't think he really said that, but I'm saying it. I don't want to get him into trouble with all the other one-man bands. Uh, but I thank Aaron Teitelbaum and his orchestra for providing the music. Simcha Liner will be joining us uh, one week from today, and that should be a lot of fun. Israeli real estate exhibition happens Sunday and Monday at the Grand Hyatt Hotel in New York City. Sunday, 11 until 6. Monday, 3 until 7. Uh, information at area code 718-338-6537. 718-338-6537. Again, a reminder, Slichos with Cantor Health. God happens, of course, on Saturday night, September the 20th. Rabbi Arthur Schneier and Chief Cantor Yitzhak Mayor Helfgott preside over the Slichos uh, services at Parkey Synagogue. Parkeysynagogue.org or 212-737-6900 for information. Achi is having its uh, Kli uh, event. Make the Kli commitment of selecting a beautiful Israeli vessel, filling it with Israeli products, and keeping it on your table. So there are always Israeli products in your home. Sunday starting at 1 o'clock at the Inspiration Gallery on North Avenue in New Rochelle, and Sunday beginning at 1 o'clock at both Gift World Judaica and Candy Castle on Main Street in Queens. Information, achi613.org, achi613.org for more information. Reminder that um, Saturday night at 9.30, the unusual of Kew Gardens Hills has the Malava Malka to benefit the community of Ali. Information, you can contact her by Schoenfeld at 718-261-9723, 718 Nine seven two three. The Kumsitz concert with Benny Friedman is part of the Shabbat Israel in Livingston, New Jersey. He'll perform at Eitz Chaim, 9.30 p.m. this coming Saturday night. ShabbatIsrael.com. ShabbatIsrael.com. The community fairs continue to support Southern Israel. Tonight, the community fairs at the Hank Early Childhood Center on Hempstead Avenue in West Hempstead. Sunday at the Hafter Middle School on Central Avenue. And the Kingsway Jewish Center on Monday on Nostrand Avenue in Brooklyn. Community fairs to support Southern Israel and their vendors. Make sure to come on out and support as best as you can. And a reminder, the Bris Avram dinner and the big gala wedding happens this coming Sunday uh, here in New Jersey. You are all invited to attend. Uh, 908-289-0770. 908-289-0770. Also a reminder, Yeshiva of Central Queens, YCQ, its Alumni Association invites you to the Schmooze Live or Bibitzion Schaefer at YCQ on 70th Road in Queens this coming Sunday at 6.30 p.m. on Shuva, a fresh new start. That is the topic, Shuva, a fresh new start. Information, contact the YCQ main office in Queens. Uh, a big day on our network all day long at jmnam.org. I'll give you details coming up. This is brand new from Barry Weber.
Weber calls that Nigun Lave from his brand new album entitled Ben Melech here at JM in the AM. Well, as I mentioned, we have a big day on the stream on our network at jmtheam.org. Uh, first of all, we'll start backwards. Tonight, Michael Fragan, and I assume that tonight would be a big show because the primaries just took place in New York. Um, have we finally uncovered what the real story is with the schools in Muncie? Batya Unger joins Michael Fragan tonight in the 6 p.m. hour on our stream, the Nahum Siegel Network, jmtheam.org. And a full primary election roundup with Capital New York's Ozzy Paybara. That's going to be happening tonight, all between 6 and 7, as we said on the stream at uh, jmtheam.org. Uh, coming up, Charlie Harari, 12 minutes from now on the boardroom. His brand new show has Michael Davis, CEO of Plymouth Group, for their In the News segment, and Ellie Lassen on uh, the HR expert on the productivity segment. They'll also have other business segments, including life bits, management tips, and leadership lessons, all coming up with Charlie Harari between 9 and 10. Miriam Wallach speaks with the uh, author Shai Kharka. The book is called From Foe to Friend and Other Stories by S.Y. Agnon. It's a brand-new graphic novel released from Toby Press with well-known Israeli illustrator, caricaturist, and author Shai Kharka. Also, Stuart Gorgi, program coordinator at Yachad, will discuss Yachad Gifts and how you could sweeten the lives of someone you love this time of year. And then, Can We Talk? Broadway producer Ellie Landau with Miriam L. Wallach on the loss of the legendary Joan Rivers. And Ellie's going to be sticking around because the repeat, the redo of the Ice Bucket Challenge, apparently the honor is being given to Ellie Landau from Broadway to dump the water bucket on Grand Street over Miriam L. Wallach's head. That's supposedly, you can hear the whole thing between 10 and 11, and we'll get the video up as soon as possible, assuming this video actually works, and we'll try to get it up on the uh, Facebook update page, Nahum Siegel Network, and uh, hopefully it'll go viral in many other methods, many other ways as well. Uh, coming up uh, 11 until 1, our live lunch at 1 o'clock, Gorf is going to be doing the stun show, and you know if Gorf's doing the stun show, it's going to be something spectacular. Uh, the world, according to Gorf, dives into Bonnie Schwartz's story, the second Jewish woman to swim the English Channel. What was harder to tolerate, the lung-crushing 59-degree water or the spirit-crushing boat captain who was sure that a skinny American Jewish girl from Brooklyn couldn't do it? Gorf speaks to her between 1 and 2 this afternoon on our stream at jmnam.org, and he'll also have more of his Torah Me Star Trek segment if you're a Trekkie. Make sure to be tuned in. Amazing. We have a lot of great stuff today, to say the least. Malcolm Honline joins us tomorrow morning. Weekly update at 7.40. What did Malcolm think of President Obama's speech last night? We'll find out tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. A brand new double CD was handed to me yesterday. Zmirot Mehabayit. Moshe Yitzhak Margalit. Zmirot Mehabayit. It starts with a selection entitled Ad Haina at JM in the AM. Shabbat <laughs> 
a.m. in the a.m., Benny Friedman. He'll be in Livingston, New Jersey, Saturday night. There he is with Va'afila. We're not going to get in the entire song, but let's at least do part of the brand-new Sholi selection entitled Don't Let Us Go on this Thursday morning at J.M. in the a.m. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. On this uh, 13th anniversary of September the 11th, and the, the attacks on New York and Washington, we uh, remember those who perished on this day. Plenty more coming up on this um, Thursday. Charlie Harari is next, followed by Miriam L. Wallach and the Ice Bucket Challenge, plus a whole host of great guests, and plenty more all day long on our stream at jmnam.org. My thanks to uh, Justin Cohen, Jay Booksbaum. My thanks to all of you for tuning in. Tomorrow we're back, 6 a.m. Don't forget Malcolm Holmline will join us with the weekly update. And, of course, plenty more. Till then, Malcolm Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.